Hello and welcome to No Applause, Just the Clap. I'm Doug, and Deb, I hate to tell you, but your podcast is in the next castle. My podcast is in the next castle? Mm -hmm. Oh, (laughs) And that's an amazing opening. Oh, sorry. Should I have not said the C word? Nah, you're fine. I've been watching a lot of BBC. I'm used to it. Um... Uh, wow, you and I are both just exhausted and probably slightly hungover. It's starting to get a little amped on Red Bull at the moment. It's fantastic. I think we might have to change the name of the podcast to Deb and Doug Get Overly Tired and Almost Punch Drunk and Record Themselves. Catchy. I know. What would the acronym for that be? Fliffermuck. I don't know. It'd be something. be how we're talking in the next, like, five minutes. Well, since we were just listening to it, do you want do you want to talk about Troc? Yes, I want to talk about Troc, Time Lord Rock. Um, I discovered the band Chameleon Circuit uh, earlier this year uh, when I went on my huge um, when I really truly converted to a Hoovian, or as my friend Paul likes to call me, a hooligan, which I love. You are a hooligan. Mm-hmm. I thought you were gonna lose your shit when I made you wait to talk about it. Mm-mm. It was then when Jr. was here, and I was like, no, no, no. I'm going to be the one talking about it, but we're talking about Day of the Doctor, um, which I've watched like another like, th- like three times. But yes, uh, I had a friend excitedly rant about it to me last God, night, fucking and amazing. he went and saw it when they did it at the pavilions on the big screen. Oh, like a couple days after the yeah, premiere? Yeah, the following Monday yeah. after the premiere. He said it was pretty awesome, and there was a lot of waving of uh, sonic screwdrivers in the air. Oh, so... Like you just don't care. That was awesome. That was just me going, uh-huh. Present face. Present face. Um, so, no, so I, I kind of rediscovered um, Chameleon Circuit's second album, Still Got Legs. Um, and once again, I'm just, I'm, I'm not only enamored with them, but the fact that it's a whole band full of Whovians and they write Doctor Who albums. They're actually quite talented. But they're, yeah, they're not only, they're a good band, and just the talent of, Writing about Doctor Who but making everything like rhyme and make coherent lyrical sense is just astounding to me. Um, I played two songs for you off of that album before we started. And uh, the Still Got Legs is just, or no, I'm sorry, Big Bang 2. Yeah, Big Bang 2, the chorus. Catchy as fuck. Well, it's the, uh, what, drew, what drew me to it initially was um, that they used the, the Doctor Who fanfare, the dun 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 dun. Um, which you know, like, Doctor Who's about to do something fucking rad whenever you hear that. Or um, we'll just do a chorus saying, Oh my god, he's wearing, wearing the fez. fez. Oh my, my god, god, he's wearing, wearing the fez. fez. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, we end up talking about Matt Smith wearing a fez. Um, and how your Matt Smith fez has been living at my house. Yeah, I need to, yeah. I, well, maybe the moot, the state I'm in, I could probably wear that out and not give a shit. Well, it's up on the shelf with my sailor's cap and my oversized top hat. Um... I have a top hat as well. Well, that one's oversized, though, because it was from when we did um, modern Alice in Wonderland characters for Halloween one year. Oh, I thought that maybe you were a Dickens character. I was not a Dickens character. I was the Mad Hatter. And I, I'll have to see if I can dig up pictures, because we did, like I said, we did modernized, almost, um, you, you know, I was going to say military-esque Alice in Wonderland characters, and we all had ties on. I would have thought, th- thought you guys went steampunk on that. But... We did not, because I think steampunk is bullshit. You can't just put some gears on it. Does it have more it, gears on it? Yeah, yes. Yeah, you... Stop. <laughs> yeah. No, I was gonna say that was I was gonna say, and um, my friend Anna did Queen of Hearts, and she looks fucking awesome because we found all these anatomical hearts. Like I found a tie and a little. I was gonna say, and a really nice um, hair clip with an anatomical heart in it. Yeah. 
Sorry, I just remembered I bought lime Red Bull. You just took a big slug of it and remembered. Yep, and it was just like, what the shit is... Oh, yeah. Um, But uh, to wrap up on Troc... um, Still not Ginger. Still, Yeah, I played you Still Not Ginger, which I think of you every time. I'm not even really Ginger anymore. Um, Unless the red has grown out of my hair as I've gotten older. I just keep getting blonder. You like the uh, the ginger out of me along with my intelligence. It's literally bleaching it out of me. Mm-hmm. You like the uh, I noticed this uh, the sprouty white hairs that are popping up more and more often in the old uh, goatee. Oh, you're gonna get some whiskey stripes, aren't you? Mm-hmm. Um, Doesn't Nick Offerman have whiskey stripes? No, I think his uh, facial hair is pure testosterone. <laughs> um. So anyway, uh, but yeah, I, uh, it made me want to rewatch um, specifically the episodes um, Big Bang Two and um, the Eleventh Hour, the mm-hmm. first Matt Smith, and uh, and then of course I get all uh, twisted inside about like who my doctor is, and I know that we've had our, our Who episode, but um, I still want to you know it, it's always going to be a struggle for me on on Tenet versus Smith. I don't want to get into a whole thing about it. But every time I'm like, no, 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 it's Tenet, it's Tenet, it's Tenet. And then, like, something will remind me of Smith. And I'm like, Big Bang too. And I'm like, yeah. And I'm like, fuck, Smith is amazing. And that was really when Moffat was at the peak of, like, just everything clicked. And it was like, yes. I'm not saying anything bad about Tenet or, or uh, 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 Davies. But um, but Moffat and Smith, I mean, is just a killer combination. Um, and then... Uh, and then, you know, and then uh, in the song he says, Alonsi. And I go, fuck it. I love Tennant. No, wait. I love Smith. Fuck. So I have like a weird who war in my head. All right, then. A literal time war. Um, don't know why this made me think of it, but um, I did not send you the link for the new community trailer, did I? No. Either of them. No, but I mean, they popped up on my, uh, cel- I was going to say, you... on my celebrity news. I haven't watched them. The Mr. Winger. No, I haven't watched it yet. They shot it like a movie. Oh, Lord. It looks... It, they shot it as a movie trailer, which, by the way, thank you, Dan Harmon, for coming back, because... Yes, fucking Dan Harmon. Um, I don't care how much you fucking drink or who you don't get along with. You are a goddamn genius. By the way, I had a friend that finally finished watching Community recently. I called him up, and he's like, hello, and I immediately said, hey... The word we used was doppeldiener, not denal ganger. Which is not the direct quote, but you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. And then just hung up. And he sent me back a text message of him laughing. That was the season before last, though, wasn't it? I think that was season four. That was season three. Was season three? Season four is... Um... No, because didn't, didn't Starburns die in season four? No, he died in season three. Okay, I was going to say... Or, if you remember, air quotes, died. I was going to say, because if you remember, they started a riot at his funeral. Mm-hmm. They were the, what, the Green Day at late? The, yeah. And that's why they got thrown out of school, and that's why they, uh... No, that was season... I believe that was season... Yeah, and then, then Chang takes over. No, because season four is Changnesia. That's right, and, it was uh, season and the, three, and, and the, that's when Chang, ta- Chang took over and not Moby was the, the dean impersonator. Not Moby. I love that when my friend Andy got me into How I Met Your Mother, he just, that was his question was, do you know what not Moby is yet? I'm like, no. And I'm like, okay. Which is weird because we did top five on The Gap. We did, one of the top fives was top five Bon Jovi songs. Not John Bon Jovi, so I couldn't just say the Young Guns 2 soundtrack. Um, 
but top five specific Bon Jovi songs. And uh, my number one was, um, uh, uh, what is it? Um, you Gave Love a Bad Name because it was Barney Stenson's uh, Psycho Mix. Like, that's literally the logic I took on it. When his Russian hooker passed out in the front with uh, Ron G on the New Year's Eve. Yep. Yep. Yeah. The, New Year's, one the of best the... New Year's Eve ever. Which, by the way, so I watched the last week's episode of How I Met Your Mother. I know we're coming to the end. Have you been keeping up on it or no? Uh, yeah. The surprise rehearsal dinner. That was, I got a little, like, I got a little wistful. I got a little, like, missy. It was like, oh, that was really... No, I loved it. One, because I was pretty sure she was going to murder him for trying to, con- I was going to say, for trying to convince her that he was convinced it was laser tag rehearsal dinner. And well, two, because he finally was like, I love Canada. The best things come from Canada, well, especially just... you. Oh, God, yeah. The the post-credit when he's going through the list and Ellen's thick skates by uh, actually, the best part of that would have been Ted dresses Liberace playing the piano going by on the ice rink. And failing epically. Um, yeah, because he didn't you know, practice. I, re- I secretly took ice skating lessons. Thump. Um, oh, Ted. Oh, Ted. Um, has, Marshall hasn't shown up yet. No, Marshall is still, is still walking. On his way. From, he's oh, walking that's right, he's walking. The, he's walking with baby the, Marvin from the Broken Down Because they, they the do the, uh, the music cue from... Um, the New Yorker episode. The one where uh, Robin finally becomes a New Yorker. She, oh, yeah, yeah. But it's the, 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 um, like, uh, um, what is it called? Uh, like the gun smoke, um, type of music, the old Westy. Oh, yeah. The... Uh, and it's like, it's Marshall versus the machines. Yeah. It's that music cue when he goes, I could walk that. that. It's like, ding, 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 ding. And it's like, um, something he would soon regret. It's, every guy says those words. I, you know, the six words or whatever. Like, I can jump that far. I can walk that far. I can... What What are we... Why are we... Well, here's the thing. Is that five miles isn't... What, what are you doing? I don't know. Is that what you were staring at me? It was like some kind of weird... I was staring at you because... Preemptive... I was going to say... Cigarette you to try, No, you were trying to shut your pack of cigarettes with two cigarettes sticking out of it. I'm like... I realize I'm not That's great... That's how I roll. At, I'm not great at physics. But that doesn't seem like it's going to work out. Oh, I'll make it work. I know that you're better at, you know, spatial awareness. Doug versus science. (laughs) Doug smash. Doug smash. Angry. Oh, I haven't done angry Doug smash in a long time. What? That was at Paris whenever I'd get mad. I'd be like, angry Doug smash. And everyone's like, okay, well, he's gone off the deep end. Did I just make you more calm when I was around? Because you never did stuff like that. Did. No. You weren't. No, it was Charlie W. It was Mr. Wright. That's what I love to call him. Um. Because his last name's right. Um, at one point, I got so mad at work, which at Paris, like I could never remember why I got mad. I just know the consequences, like kicking a hole in the wall, or um, and this is the important one. I punched the metal refrigerator so hard that I couldn't unclench my fist. And Charlie was like, "Are you okay?" And I'm like, "Well, let's see if my hand's broken." And I like undid my fist, and the sound it made was like. When Superman catches the depowered Zod's hand, you know what I'm talking about, like the I like do. like just, all nine knuckle. You know, don't, please explain it to me. I don't get when people get angry and destroy shit. It's just dumb. Um, like, no, I've worked with lots of bosses and chefs that they'll get angry and start throwing things around, and it just seems stupid to me. When I get angry, I tend to just get focused so I can work through whatever's pissing me off. 
at this point now, yes, I'll use the the what I refer to like the nervous energy from being angry and I'll focus it into... I'll do the same thing I do when I get depressed. If there's nothing for me to focus it on, then I'll go clean something. And angry cleaning, everything's going to get real clean. And how can you be mad when your whole apartment's clean? Pretty much. Um, but back in, in the 20s, it was like, I don't know if it's a guy thing or uh, there's no, a I've psychological seen, no, thing. Or, too. I just think it's stupid. You just, you, you're literally so mad that you're like, I just want to fucking hit something. I'm like, well, there's a metal fridge. There's what? It, there's no way I can break it by punching it. Therefore, punch, um, and then hope I, you know, like I said, hope I didn't break my hand, which I didn't. Like I said, I just don't understand why it's stupid. It's so stupid. I know, but it's so satisfying. Bitch, you dumb. Bitch, you dumb. Bitch, you dumb. You heard me. Indeed. Uh, did you Bitches watch? be tripping. <laughs> Women be shopping, right? <laughs> Sorry. So, guys are all like, and women are all like, I'm Murder sorry, are we, do, are, we do, are we doing late 80s shit comedy? Is that what's going Pretty on? Pretty much. Now? Okay. People from the, from the... White people be like... No, people from the red zone are like, eee, eee, and us people from the yellow sign are like, Aww. Oh, yeah. Is that, is that Futurama? Futurama, when, yeah. when Fry's the king on the, the planet the, 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 pl- the water planet. Well, no, it's a desert planet, but the people are water. Yes. That's one of the best ones. Don't they, don't they beat the shit out of him so he cries out the king? Yeah, so he cries out the king, yeah. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, God, Futurama. I miss you. Uh, awesome. So, speaking of cartoons, okay. Axe Cop. You watched, you binge-watched it, didn't you? I did. I was going to say, Axe Cop is bad. The moon is on fire! Something about dinosaurs? <laughs> dinosaurs are crying somewhere! I'll admit, I enjoyed all of the episodes, but the first one you showed me might be my favorite just because of the creepy baby man dancing to classic 50s rock and roll. Oh, God, yeah, baby man with the power of a baby. But that, that wasn't the creepy part. Like I said, it was the it was the dancing to the 50s rock and roll. He has, like, a weird Silence of the Lambs, like, I'd fuck me, I'd fuck me so hard well, moment. The, the whole, he's wearing a baby suit. He draws the heart around, like, I think one of his nipples. And points it at. And then he does the over-the-shoulder thing. He mm-hmm. does something with and his... slaps his ass a couple times at the end. And you're just like, why? No. Very unsettling. And that's when they have, what, Battle Avocado, Battle Avocado Warrior? Uh, avoca- uh, he's Avocado sh- Soldier at that point? Something along. I will call you Avocado Soldier. <laughs> I why will call you... Only, why am I the only one that get, turns into things? And he goes, is anyone else? No. <laughs> no, does anyone else? No, I just, I'm just going to say, see, I put this lemon on this axe. What up, axe lemon cop? He's like, no, I'm axe cop with lemon. Oh, that's right, axe I've cop. memorized it. I've seen it twice and I've memorized it. Like, fucking axe cop is rad. So, on that same note, I've been rewatching live action Tick. Again? Again. Okay. Still just as awesome. I'm sorry. I love you, Patrick Warburton. I want to know how he decides to take his roles. Uh, probably based on the money he'd make to go see Pearl Jam, according uh, to the nerdist. Oh, he loves Pearl Jam. I'm sorry if you guys can hear that. Apparently there's a dump truck trying to have sex with a wall outside my apartment window. Let's pull a dead milkman. Get it, get it, catch it. Got it. Yeah, I listen to dead milkman. What? Huh? I like funny punk. But it's like Patrick Warburton, all the roles he takes... Even the ones where he's doing sitcommy stuff, like Rules of Engagement and um, Seinfeld, they oh, still, Seinfeld was awesome though. Like, don't lump that like with Rules Pat- of Engagement. I like 
Bill's vacation. That's all right. Well, it's one of those. Does he play? He plays the married one, right? Yeah. Yeah, because there's the married, the engaged, and then and the single, single one, which is David Spade, David Spade being a womanizer, which is hilarious, just because he's got a kid with a fucking Victoria uh, uh, Playboy bunny. So well, it's just not... him being a womanizer, just because he's so unsmooth as that character. The caliber of women he picks up cracks me the hell up. And Imagine it's, it's David Spade in real life. No, David Spade's actually very funny and laid back. I mean, you saw him on it mm-hmm. tonight. I bet hanging out with him would be awesome. Oh, yeah. But the character he plays on Rules of Engagement, Russell, is just a douche. Yeah, but his, um, his assistant's funny. Timmy? Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I like Rules of Engagement, but like I said, I mean, even when he does stuff like that, it still smacks of what Patrick Warburton is actually like. Yeah. I mean, I loved him on Seinfeld because he played Elaine's super religious boyfriend. Putty. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. When she, she didn't figure it out, right, until she borrowed his car and all of his stations were set to the Christian stations. I don't remember that. Yeah, she didn't figure it out until, like I said, she borrowed his car, all of his stations were preset to the Christian stations, and then it's one of those things where she talked to him about it, and he was totally fine with her not being a Christian, but that she was going to go to hell because she wasn't. And he was super casual about it. My big one with Putty was the episode where they keep they're on a they're on a flight home oh, and they sorry. keep making up breaking up on the flight. God, that sounds like the worst thing ever. Oh god, but it was so goddamn funny. And so true. Why I is mean, this happening right now? So loud outside my window. And it hasn't happened for like twenty eight weeks now. Well, I mean, I live next to a Whole Foods. I get delivery trucks all the time. It's just normally not at twelve on a Saturday. Shit's got to be delivered sometime. Moving on. I had to explain. Make me cringe to my new coworker. Did you like? I I texted you a, a cringeworthy. Oh, that's why I had to explain it. Did to you her. get the? Did you get the? I totally the, the, got it. I got you, the preemptive text. Yeah. Okay. The, and the, was the thing is, I got that text and I'm like, oh god, Doug, what are you about to do? And then I walked away from my phone and he was standing right there when it went off. And I walked back to my phone and read her make me cringe and went, oh. Wait, what happened? I walked back to my phone and read the one you sent yep. me, and like I said, did that and made like the most horrified face mm-hmm. possible. And I explained the game to him, and he's like, "Now I'm trying to think of who I can play that game with." I I told uh, 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 shooting the gaps uh, co-host Ryan. I told his brother uh, Justin about uh, the cringeworthy, and I was like, "You need to fucking find out on Reddit. It's beautiful." Well, do you want to uh, tell everyone the? Sorry. Yeah, if you're oh, sorry, oh. I keep the table. Sorry. That's uh, I'll try to edit that out. Um, it's, it's not a big deal. Because I, I can see that on the wave. Um, so cringeworthy is what this guy did on Reddit. Um, this whole um, thing where he said, "Give me three words that will make me cringe," um, and then you see endless that endless possibilities. Endless possibilities, and you see that transferred over to um, at midnight. Um, I sent Deb what I think may be one of the top cringeworthies. Um, Rumble Mitts Clamato Shots. Wow. Gross. Oh my god, horrible. So. I don't know, our non-turn did a pretty good one a while ago, which was uh, Schindler's Backdoor. Worst porno ever. Hasht- that'd be a hashtag worst porno ever. Well, it's also hashtag worthy. worst porno ever. Also, hashtag guess where he's smuggling the Jews. That was, yeah, I remember you texting me that. Oh, yes. No, like, and by the way, I hate you because uh, uh, a weird connotation to, to think of you, but every time they make, and it happens not, well, I wouldn't say regularly, but every so often, 
they make a Mr. Hands reference on Nerd Poker and I Think of You. And I'm like... Was it? Okay, if you remember correctly... And they're like, don't Google it, don't Google it. Never Google Mr. Hands. If you well, remember, Google it, just don't YouTube it. He died doing that. Not that time, but he did die doing that. Mm-hmm. Anyways, no, if you remember correctly, though, the first podcast you ever listened to was a Doug Loves Movies. And they make a, a no. It's not a. Is that Mr. Hands reference? I called you screaming with laughter because uh, David Cross and Patton Oswalt and I forget who the third uh, Wayne was. Fetterman. You yeah, always Wayne forget. And I always awesome. know. Yeah, I was gonna say. And they said that we bought a zoo was the family up version of Mr. Hands, mm-hmm. and I could not stop laughing, and I immediately called you. By the way, the new Doug Loves Movies has um, Will Forte and Bob Odenkirk. And Scott Ackerman and um, Chris Cubis, who yeah, whatever. But uh, but Bob Odenkirk alone, because they talk a lot about um, that he always smells a spinoff in everything he does based on Breaking Bad. Oh. And then Ackerman goes. Better call Saul. Ackerman goes. Are you sure you're not smelling toast and always having strokes? <laughs> <laughs> smells like burning toast. And then they talk about, uh, what does it mean if you smell bacon? Um, Somebody's cooking bacon and you need to find them in No, you need to call 911, but ask for the police extension. <laughs> oh, it oh. makes sense if you, well, it makes as much sense as it can if you listen to it. I definitely um, smell a pork product of some kind. I, yeah, it's, and it's always funny when I talk to people about, I go, yeah, I listen to Doug Loves Movies, and they go, oh, is that you? And I'm like, no, weirdly enough. I'm sorry, you don't smoke enough weed and haven't made enough money off oh. of being a professional humoridian. Spe- Speaking of which, um, I haven't watched it yet, but uh, two ago, uh, Doug Benson has a new uh, YouTube show called Getting Doug with High. Yeah, I've heard about it. I haven't watched it yet. Uh, two back, not the newest one, but the one before that, James Adonium. I do love James Adonium. So... You told me you were exposing the boys to uh, James Adonium this I week. Wa- well, I... Well, I'm really sick of making the references and not having anyone now get it. Now you know how I felt for months before you listened to it. Not months. No, months? it was months. Because right. if you remember, at the beginning of the podcast, I started pushing for you to at least listen to Gay Villains. Like the very beginning of the network? Yeah. Holy shit. Well, not the beginning of the network. The beginning of us recording. Okay. Oh, wow. That well, was maybe slightly before us recording. Yeah, that was... Half a year then I was like Like I said months. no Months and months and months I'm like you just If you don't listen to the rest of the album Even though you should Because it's awesome Just at least listen to Gay Villains Which I played uh, I played for them Gay Villains And Barnes and Noble Which are pretty much My two favorite tracks Good morning Mr. Barnes um, I also like the the um, Wrestling to its logical conclusion <laughs> I want his Look Ricky Look at that Look at that body I want that Ricky Bricky Yeah um, but, uh, yeah, so I played, uh, 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 uh Barnes and & Noble and, um, uh, Gabe Villains Forum. Awesome. Um, I, I will always bring up, um... Well, it's really funny because it's just, every time I try to explain Gabe Villains, I, of course, do, um, Vincent Price. Raul, fetch me the murdering slippers. And the other one is I'll always do Ursula just because it cracks me up so much. And it's totally right, though. Every time you do meet a woman like that, she's fucking awesome. You better lose the voice with your party party with her. Yeah. (laughs) Lock the doors. This round's on on me. me. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, 
as we rehash what we've already discussed. Yeah, Damn you, is... James Adonian. For oh, we're, so awesome. we're, having a, we're having a clip episode is what's happening. <laughs> we're having a live clip episode. Why are we episode. walking like this? What was that, Clerks? Yeah. Yeah. The show. Speaking of why are we walking like this, are you still... Oh no, car full of midgets! Are you still enjoying your 60s Batman and Robin with them walking up a wall for I Netflix? put it sideways so it's accurate. <laughs> I literally put it sideways. I'm like, no, it's more accurate. It was always funny when they had somebody come out the window. Oh, uh, the Sammy Davis Jr. one. Yeah. They had, I mean, it was like it was like when they pop out of the walls and laughing. I mean, it was one of those. Um, popping out of the wall on the 60s Batman was like being a voice on The Simpsons at that time. Pretty much. Um, so. Uh, hey, Doug, what kind of people are always in a hurry? Russians. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Whatever. Damn you, Hero Clicks. Damn you, Hero Clicks slash. And I had this is what it was called. It was the holy, uh, holy special edition Batman edition. I had the special edition of that like movie that on DVD. I have it somewhere on a flash drive. Oh, it's fucking! It's an I I love that movie. Some days you just can't get rid of a bomb. <laughs> it's like baby ducks and nuns and a marching band. <laughs> Like, I wanted to be in the writer's room for that. Like, so do you have any idea how long it took me in the transition between child and adult to realize that they weren't trying to be serious when they were making that? Like, I think I was probably 12 before I finally realized they weren't trying to make Oh, no, yeah, it wasn't It wasn't supposed to be like a Tim Burton or a Chris Nolan Ernest but Batman. But I mean, you know how was... you are as a kid. You just kind of take it at You go, oh, it's Batman. And you know that kind of in the back of your head, he's you know, kind of a... He's always got something in the belt. It's my favorite. Is still anti shark spray. Oh, anti shark! And like that's said, from the movie. It took me so long. Like I said, cause you know. And then it explodes into a riddle. No, 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 no! It just explodes because the riddler has like weird riddle missiles. There's some joke about what weighs something, and it was like a sparrow with an AK-47. Yeah, yeah, or yeah. With a machine gun, something like and that. It all, it all, it all adds up to um, they're gonna dehydrate the UN. <laughs> like, wait, what? Exactly. And everything's labeled. God, I love that. Like I said, everything's it me, labeled. It took me so long to realize that wasn't serious. Because like I said, as a kid, you just kind of take it at face value. Yeah, but you know what? When you say that as a kid, I mean, I was... Uh, when uh, 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 Burton's Batman was, what, 89? Was it the summer of 89, I believe? Um, they did not hold up well. It, you know, I don't know. I, I don't know if I could go back and rewatch it. Exactly. Um, but I would. Uh, so I was like eight yeah, or nine. Some so. With Vicky Vale at the top of the clock tower. Oh, that's. Yeah. Beauty and the Beast. Everyone else calls you Beast. I'll rip their lungs out. Oh, Mister Joker! I love purple. I will admit. The that face. Part... That face he makes when he thinks she's going to blow him is awesome. Okay, creepy. But like I said, I will admit I love the plot point in there where he has the, uh, I was going to say, has a lot of the um, cosmetics poisoned, and they do the broadcast, and everybody just looks like shit because they can't wear any makeup. Oh, God, yeah. I that was that joke. That was almost Frank Miller, if you think about it. Like, it's that very, was very Miller-esque, but like I said, I love that plot line. It always cracked me up. And they're like, day 16 of the whatever, and they've got zits, and their hair looks like shit. The love that Joker. Love that Joker. Hair color so natural, only your undertaker knows for sure. Like I said, 
Love See, fucking like we talk about, and we're like, can't possibly hold up, but it's, it's just as quotable as pop, Pulp Fiction. Parts of it are really good, but as a whole, uh, it's it's the birth of the phrase, "I'm Batman." I'm the bat. Tonight is mine. Uh, 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 Venture Brothers. That took me a second. Stop getting your stop tonguing the slit. It's maddening. I also remember, I was going to say, they had say something similar to that on that Snickers commercial with the football player that gets a concussion. He goes, I'm Batman. No, it's, I'm the Bat. Does he say, I'm the Bat? He says, I'm the Bat. And it's, come with me, citizen. Yeah. Yeah. Loved that commercial, too. Oh, did you see the one with uh, the one with Robin Williams as the coach? Uh, it's it's recent. I think it's it was well, on the last had, Super Bowl. I haven't had real TV for a while, so. Well, they do like a Snickers commercial, and the, it, but Robin Williams is the coach doing all these, like, voices. He's like, we do it for Martha Russia, and we're doing it, you know, when he starts, like, kind of marking out. Uh, and then, you know, he eats the Snickers, turns into the coach, and they go, go get him! And then it cuts to, like, the cheerleaders, and one of them is Bob Tech Goldway. Oh. And he's like, I need a Snickers, coach! Like I said, I love you, Bob Tech. Oh, God, yeah. Even if you did set the Tonight Show on fire. As well you should have. And then... Did I ever make you listen to that bit where he's talking about being on the plane that's going down with the U.S. Special Olympics team? No. He's on a plane that is in horrific distress. They're all pretty much convinced he's going to die. And he's on the plane with the uh, U.S. Special Olympic team. And he's in his head thinking that he's wondering who's going to get the the headline there. U.S. Special Olympic team dies or comedian Bobcat dies in plane crash. That's, uh, Benson does that on Douglas movies where every so often he'll be like, yeah, I was on a plane with, you know, whatever, Barbara Streisand or whoever it is. He goes, yep, I would have been second build on that obituary. But yeah, like I said, the plane was in horrific distress, and I think they, like, landed on the, the, uh, I was gonna say, uh, landing strip, and it was, like, all covered in foam, and there was a fire truck. Like, they were very lucky to make it out unscathed. But still, like I said, that particular bit always cracked me up. Who had the bit about, um, the special people on planes and they all want ice cream? No idea. Okay. No idea. Am I making that up? I think you're making that up. Well, it's like my theory that all special people, all of them, uh, some part of their brain is always thinking about cake. I think that's all people. Now I'm thinking about cake. Hmm. Maybe I'll make cake later. Even though the cake is a lie. Damn you, The portal. cake is a lie. Damn you, portal. Anyways, moving on. Moving on. Shield. Got its, uh, mid... I guess mid-season finale. Yeah, yeah, the the kind of the holiday hiatus. Um, huge cliffhanger, and really, Shield. I, I'm not saying anything bad about it, but I've kind of been growing away from it. Where it's not, it's not a diehard. I need to watch it. I'll admit I've not been keeping up on it, but I've also had a lot of other things going on. So, um, I'm just gonna say I've been busy doing stuff. But uh, they do uh, uh, kind of a bait and switch where. Spoilers. I was going out with bait. It ended up being switched. Oh. Sorry, spoilers. You did anything wetened or? Made, no, moistened or made wet. wet. Yeah. So when he always gets the mail. Oh, God. So fucking, what a great sidekick. But anyway. So yeah, Joss Whedon. Uh, Shield, this works. Um, oh, my God. When is Dr. Horrible going to make an appearance on Shield? He won't because he's on How I Met Your Mother. Different, uh, different network. Oh. Oh, sorry, go ahead. Um, 
So, yeah, spoiler alerts on uh, the Shield. S.H.I.E.L.D. cliffhanger um, going forward. So they do this great bait and switch. Uh, uh, August Rich Gunn yeah, comes Gun back. back. Um, and they put him in a suit, and I honestly thought they were going to put him in a Luke Cage-esque, like, yellow shirt. I was like, oh, they're going to fucking do it. They're going to, they're gonna like, really kind of do a, 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 a nod to that he's kind of a Luke Cage, and they don't. Um... But they, they do this whole, like, um, they kidnap a son, and it's like, well, give us, um, you know, we, we need you for your son type of, yeah. you know, trade-off. And then they end up taking Coulson. And you're like, and everyone, everyone is left wondering, like... What the heck? Like, like, in the show, like, you're left wondering, like, well, why do they need Coulson? And there's this great last line where they go, um, you have no idea what, what you actually mean, like, what you mean to us. Tell us about the date after you died. Oh lord! And when he was in what Tahiti? Well, and the thing is that they've they've already said that um, the the files about his death have been sealed, that he can't get to them. Yeah. So once again, like it, the big, the big, I, I don't know. We'll see about the reveal. I, I'm still the big consensus that he's a uh, life model decoy. So. But then they shoot him with, like, a sedative, and I'm like, well, if he was... A life model decoy. Like, that wouldn't affect him. I mean, S.H.I.E.L.D.'s technologically savvy, he but... He's a clone, like Spider-Man. Yeah, we don't talk about the clone saga on this show. Unless it's to begrudge it. Um, now I'm singing a song in my head. Guess what song I'm singing? Weird Al's I Think You're a Clone Now. No. Fuck, that's what I'm singing now. Stop, stop talking about comic books or I'll kill you. I don't care. Oh, I don't care if Spider-Man's a clone. I couldn't care less if they bring back Craven. I, I don't care if Spider-Man's a clone. clone. The best part of the, at the end of that song, it's Ookla the Mook is what we're singing. Um, not to be confused with the character list. from the Her- not the Herculoids, um, Thundar the Barbarian. Um, was, uh, yeah... Um, because when I was with a girl and they have a line in the song where it says stop spending all, all our cash on back issues of the flash. flash and while I was with no, a girl I swear to god you're gonna spend your twilight years alone which is funny because I was with a girl when I, when I came across that song I was with a girl and I was spending not an exorbitant amount of money but my disposable income on filling out my Mark Wade run of the flash <laughs> and it just worked where she was like you're living the song stop talking about comic books or I'll kill you So yeah, that's that. So in a long, drawn out way, um, I'm I'm excited to see what happens with. Uh, I'm, I'm totally. I want to discuss everything in the song now, just so you know the whole could never defeat the Man of Steel. Um, Spider Man can fucking fly. Spider Man can't. What are you talking about? Oh, sorry. Superman can fucking fly. Well, the Hulk could not defeat the Man of Steel. The thing is, you're you're comparing. Superman tops out at a strength level, whereas the Hulk, the angrier he gets, the stronger he gets. Could he match a Kryptonian level? I don't think so. Superman moved the moon. Also, couldn't he just pick up the Hulk and take him into space so the Hulk would suffocate? Um, if you're going on, uh, we've talked about this before with the uh, the Ultimate Hulk, where they put him on um, well, the, the, the Jupiter yeah, atmosphere and he adapts. But I was going to say, doesn't he have to Hulk out again to do that? Would it just happen if he was already Hulk out? I, 
I don't think so. I I think he's at like a, a, a adaptation plateau once he's the Hulk exactly. outside outside of his strength. Which is extra funny. Oh, I'm gonna sneeze. Hold on. Damn it. <clears throat> Science. Because they actually did something similar to that in Angel when they were in a different plane, and when Angel transformed into his vampire self, he was actually a demon on the other plane. Uh, when they were in uh, Pylea. Yeah, exactly. With uh, Fred. Like I said, it's kind of a weird, almost Hulk-esque adaptation feature. Yeah, that yeah. Well, that's but that's magic. That's that's magic. Because the Hulk is pure science. Abracadabra, I'm gonna reach out and, and grab, grab you. you. Damn you, Steve Miller Band. <laughs> They're coming with Journey. I, I kind of want to see that. I totally see that. Yeah, the last time I saw Steve Miller, I was on a lot of acid. Oh, um, I know. Oh no, the music was coming out of him. It was amazing, and it was uh, he was headlining, and uh, Jerk Thurgood and the Destroyers were the opener. Yeah, it was a really good show, uh, drugs aside. Like, yeah. I think I was like 20, no, I was maybe like 19 or 20 when that, that was amazing. But anyway. Just a baby. Back when I were a lad, as I'm ought to say. Uh, however, S.H.I.E.L.D. isn't the only thing you've been watching this week, is it? Mm-mm-mm. Speaking of, is that the, the segue? Superheroes? Yeah. Yeah. I have finally gotten around. I was just kind of stockpiling the episodes because um, I was really busy uh, uh, in November. But um, it's the last season of The Misfits, and it finally ended. I haven't gotten to the last episode yet. You keep ranting something about milky nipples at me. Oh, there are a few lines of that I have now uh, included into my normal yeah, talk. But there's a part where um, a, a, one of the big plot points is that they have a literal underground um, power support group. No, but like just kind of a, a basement, you know. Um, imagine the the support group for. Um, Wreck-It Ralph. Oh, I was gonna go Fight Club, but yeah. Okay. Um. And it's uh, they go. They, one guy is convinced it's like an undercover mission. It's not really. Like they don't need to change their names. They don't need to. But one of them, his power is telekinesis. And. Um, Let's just make sure that's all okay. Um, I think your light bulb went out as yeah, opposed I was to a power outage. Light bulb in the kitchen just burn out. Yep. Son of a bee. Um, so uh, he's got telekinesis, but the character Rudy, who's great, um, thinks that it's like an undercover mission. So he goes, they go, you know, what's well, what's your power? Like you would ask. And instead of saying telekinesis, he just Rudy interrupts him and goes, milky nipples. And they go, what? And he goes, when I realize he lactates, lactates out of his nipples. I laughed just, so just goddamn because. hard. Just because. Like, what's the worst thing you could think of? Milky nipples. And the character he's talking about is Finn. And they keep calling Finn, and it's hilarious, monkey-faced, and then dot, dot, dot profanity. I love, and it's reintroduced the word to my, uh, my vernacular, when they keep calling him a monkey-faced twat. I love twat. Ah, uh, and you have to say it twat. Like, you have to say it BB, BBC style. No, I totally say it twat all the time, just because I totally will occasionally listen but to just the streets. What, one of the, oh, I'm such a twat. One of the, one of the characters uh, gets a new power, and he has the ability to fuck the powers out of people. Yeah, let that one sink in. Because um, at one point, there's a guy who wants to get rid of his power. And he's like... Well, is he Purdue's, or...? 
Uh-huh. Is he gay, or...? Well, the first episode, and I'll tell you this... Um, well, I mean, just saying, I mean, is, is it, like, a weird thing where he, he's bi, and he's... Like no, no, he's straight. Well, I mean, does... does and he's, uh, he's, like, the womanizer. He's, like, the, the handsome... Uh, they keep calling him handsome bartender. So... Where does this plot line where this guy wants to get rid of his powers go? Well, it's just kind of a kind of a gag where it's like um, the, this guy's complaining that um, every time, basically, this one guy's power is every time every time someone questions his sexuality and he says, "I'm not gay," he teleports to the nearest closet. That is hilarious. So he's always in the closet. Mm-hmm. And he wants to get rid of his power, and Finley says, well, I know a guy who, you know, I have a friend who can take away your power. But. But the old, exactly. The first episode, Finn gets uh, possessed by Satan. Yeah, the first episode. And, uh, the Alex, the handsome bartender, fucks the Satan out of him. So he's okay with dudes. Well, it was reluctant, but I mean, the best part is there's a character, there's a, a girl who's tied up in the corner because she's kind of possessed as well, um, and she's tied up in the corner so she doesn't interfere, and Alex is <laughs> fucking the Satan out of Finn, and he goes, I'm fucking the Satan out of you, I'm doing this for you, and like, and of course the probation worker, uh, the probation case worker guy um, walks in on all of this and goes, okay. You know, when you just see something so disturbing and horrifying well, and then, you just kind of close the door and well and away. then the probation worker is uh, I guess a, kind of a, a self-loathing homosexual and tries to hit on Finley while singing oh god what is it um, right said Fred's um, I'm too sexy no 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 um, they had another song? yeah fuck I can't remember the the name of it off the top of my head. Although now all I can think is that Renan Turn loves to do too sexy at karaoke occasionally. Awesome. It actually is pretty awesome. I'll see if he'll do it tonight. But, uh, speaking of Misfits music, um, and I'll, I'll think of the song later or the internet will correct me. Um, they literally, I, I really do think that, um, uh, Howard Overton, the guy that wrote and created the show, um, just really went to, uh, went balls out because all of the music cues are fucking like they're spot on but it's like you've got the cure you've got you know this and that like all these big kind of like watching um and they're just like fuck it if it's the last season like let's just fucking balls out spend the money regular show where you're like wow you guys blew your entire budget on music on licensing yeah absolutely okay and the light's back on (laughs) i'm sorry what was that Haunted Kitchen! Ooh. Great. Why is that always the ghost voice? I have no idea. Why ghosts always talk that way? Like, I'm a ghost! And then turtles are always like, Well, I'm a turtle. Why are old-timey miners all like, Go! Oh, go! (laughs) Well, I get up on... (laughs) Turn around, stranger! (laughs) Head back, stranger! Well, I get on my gloating stool. Yeah, exactly. Why? Who knows, honey? It's That's one of the best bits on that, too. Like, I always forget about that one. It's like, well, no one's ever asked me that before. I don't know. I'm a big fan of pretty much everything on that album, but I particularly like about the um, anti-woman advertising. <laughs> Which, by the way, I was out... Is your girlfriend a bitch? Yeah, drink our beer! Tackle. Tackle. Fuck! 
Like I said, I'll talk about Ingress a little bit more later, but I was out walking to work playing Ingress the other day and passed a guy that looked exactly like Sam Elliott. Like, smoking, I mustache, hat, everything. One of the girls and at I work... And I really wanted to ask him if, if it was Sam... Well, actually, I wanted to say beef. It's what's for dinner, but I kept it to myself. Blades. It's what's dinner's on. Um, I actually... I almost texted you because uh, one of the girls at work did vegan chocolate um, for mochas. Fine, whatever. And uh, I just looked at her, and in apropos of nothing, I just went, Soy. It's what's for brunch. And she just stared at me, and I'm like, fuck you, I'm cooler than you. Like, fuck you for not getting that. Moving on. Um, actually, that leads me to a good lead-in on something else. Oh my god, I hate holiday work in restaurants. December is the worst fucking mer- wor- month to work in restaurants. I hate holiday parties. I hate all the drunken idiots that take it as a, and I was going to say take it as an excuse to get retarded. And I hate doing fucking catering. Fuck you all. Fuck you all so hard. However, one of my cocktail, well, it's a dude, so one of my cocktails walks into the kitchen last night. He's like, hey, I've got a gluten-free, gluten-free vegan here. Is there anything I, that you can feed, I mean, anything you can tell me? I'm like, yeah, they should eat at home. And then you went, soy. What's for Actually, I'm like, I realize that's not helpful. I'm like, I need you to ask her how vegan she is. He's like, what? I'm like, I need you to ask her if she eats honey. I'm a level 10 vegan. I don't eat anything that casts a shadow. The question was, I need you to ask her if she eats honey or not, because some vegans will eat honey and some won't. Right, because bees are meat. Well, you know, they enslave the bees in the colony. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Sorry. Oh, there's a Django Unchained joke in there somewhere. But the thing is, it's just like, I, like I said, I'm really sorry you have to do this because people get really uppity when you ask them this question, but I need you to ask her how vegan she is and if she eats honey or not. Right. Because the answer You're was... you going to give her a bowl of honey? No, if she eats honey, then I can give her a veggie plate with some balsamic vinaigrette. Okay. But it's just one of those things. I've gotten so many bullshit uppity answers for when I try and talk to vegans about that. Yeah, they're pricks. Well, no, actually, I've met quite a few vegans that were very, very non-judgmental and pushy. It just happens to be how they are. But it's like, when you ask that question and you're just trying to get information from them, they act like you're attacking them. I'm like, I just want to know if you eat honey or not. It's not a judgment on how vegan you are or how you're eating or anything. I just, I just need to know this one fact. So we can feed you. Yeah, pretty much. But it was also just one of those things, I'm sorry, you're with me at my work. In a Czech hockey bar, and you want to know if I've got anything gluten-free vegan? Really? This is your expectation? Have you been to Czechoslovakia? They don't have soy. It's like, it's also one of those things where it's like, you're in a Czech sports bar. No part of that is conducive to vegan whatsoever. Gluten-free sometimes. Because a lot of the sausages, no problem, gluten-free, sauerkraut, yeah, yeah. potato salad, gluten-free, not a big deal. But vegan, not so much. Because it is cold as fuck over there, and you need a lot of calories to stay warm. You need protein, and you're going to eat meat. Exactly. But yeah, no, I fucking hate doing the holidays. And for anybody who's listening, if you book a big party at a restaurant, don't be fucking late. They have things planned out very carefully. Being punctual is being polite. Dick. If you're on time, you're five minutes late. Pretty much. Mm-hmm. Especially for a large party. Get to whatever's in the middle there. I don't know what that exact... Oh, 
Uh, it's actually a side note. I forgot to talk about the fact when I went and saw Catching Fire last week that Trish Somerville did all of the costuming for it, which I shouldn't have been surprised because she's also the same costume designer that did Girl with the Dragon Tattoo and a clothing line that I'm desperate for a jacket from for uh, did you, H&M. Did you miss Wes Bentley's beard when you were watching? Kind of. Okay. But I mean, yeah. apparently it was a style choice. Well, because apparently, uh, what is it, um... Uh, 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 what's his name? Seymour. Um, Philip Seymour Hoffman. Yeah, it's like dealing with that weird facial shit. Well, it was also a nod to the fact that it was going to be part of the uh, rebellion. It was a visual cue, but you don't know that, that he doesn't. That he doesn't have weird facial hair. Okay. Haunted kitchen. The lights been flashing on and off. Actually, I just think it's a bad connection because I can hear my neighbors stomping around, and I think it's affecting it. So I, I'm probably just going to see if the bowl needs to be tightened. So I got a kid. Why did that sound weird? That did sound weird. I think we're just going to move on. The okay. internet told me I'm wrong. Okay. We have quite the list. Well, it's, you know, just us doing our fat chicken. Um, Sorry, fat chickens. Fat chickens? What about fat chickens? Um, one's chicken nuggets. Okay, I, the internet told me, specifically me, I'm wrong. Somebody specifically? Do you want to call them out on this? No, one? I don't. Um, but the well, you. But um, <laughs> the midget in uh, Total Recall did not have three boobs. I told you it was a different hooker. It was indeed a different hooker. Space hookers, man. That's a fucking show I'd watch. Um, Space hookers. You're wrong. Isn't that Firefly? They're called companions, Deb. Be okay. PC about it. Okay. Yes, I was wrong. The giant, uh, I was going to say, the giant dandelions in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles was in two, not one. Yes. Um, There were giant dandelions, however. The, uh, we were talking about the, Jesus Christ, that fucking light. Well, just, the light switch is right there. Turn it off. Meh. That's not haunted. Um, we were talking about the rights with uh, Deflator Mouse and, um. American Maid. American Maid, and what happened was, Disney pretty much, um, kind of absorbed the rights of um, Fox's um, cartoon uh, animation rights. Okay. Um, but Fox was the one that did the live action, so they couldn't use those two characters. Those two characters See, by told, name. I told you it was a rights problem. Yeah, yeah. But I didn't know it was between them and Disney. I had no idea it was between them and Disney. Um, Aaron Taylor Johnson was the name from the guy from Kickass. Who's married to the much, much older director. Uh, who's going to do the, the Fifty Shades of Grey? Yeah. And then uh, Paramecium have cilia, who are the little... That was what we were... See, we knew it was something, yeah. Yeah. So, so uh, weird that that was one of the internet told me I'm wrong things. That one makes total sense, and why we should do a science show. Which I talked about on Dan, but that's another story. I'm um, just not very sciencey. That's why I don't like baking, it's too scientific. Well, if you fuck something up while you're cooking, you can almost always fix it. If you fuck something up while you're baking, you're pretty fucked. Yeah. All right, let's move it along to mistakes I made this week. Humans are gross. As you guys may or may not have heard for the last three episodes, I have a persistent cold that I cannot get fucking rid of. I swear to God, in the last week, I have blown so much snot out of my nose, I could build a life-size replica of me. You can go back to the tick and have a snot tick. Exactly. Remember that? Yes, I uh, do remember the uh, snot tick. Labrador or whatever his name was, uh, cloned the tick with the uh, hanky? Yeah, like, like I said, humans are gross. 
Yeah. So much snot. There's nothing pretty about the human body. Well, it's, That's it's, why I hate being a biologic. Well, it's to the point where all of my hooded sweatshirts, whether it be the ones that I wear to work or the ones that I wear to work out, or even my nice formal hooded sweatshirt that I wear on my days off, all have paper towels in the pocket for snot rags. Oh, thank God. I was going to say that, like, the snot had frozen, the sleeves hardened, and you, because you would wipe your... No, 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 no. That I, was a word salad. No, I was going to say, I'm not big on tissues, because I think they're dumb, but that's mostly just because I don't get cold. I was going to get colds very often. But like I said, I have paper towels in the pockets of all of them so I can have snot rags when I'm out and about. Snackerzog was the name of that alien, I think. Snackers. Well, it's really funny because you said Snackerzog, and I started thinking about snacks, and then I thought, ooh, Cheez-Its. Ooh, Zogs. Well, you say Zogs, and I think multiple Michael Shannons. That's Zods. That's what I said, Zods. I said Zog. And I said Zods. Okay, we're going to move on to your mistakes you made this week. Would you like to talk about the rose bushes, Doug? Yeah, uh, Doug's not allowed uh, to get as loose as he did. Uh, Do you want to tell everyone what you were drinking last night? Nope. You don't want to talk about it? Okay. Um, but it might rhyme with slap your mammy. Um, and that is not a rhyme joke. That's actually what it was called, slap your mammy. Um, it was Goonie drink. Did you just take, like, a bad step? Or miss a step? Or? I think what happened was... <laughs> I don't think I had drunk legs. Um, I don't think my legs just went out from under me. What I think happened, and from what I'm to gather from other people's consensus, is that it looked like I thought there was an extra step. Oh. Or that I thought his, uh, the, the step I was taking extended an extra, like, three inches, and I just missed it. And you found... But, uh, I ended up, yeah, I went to go, uh, went, uh, rosebush diving. So you're trying to tell me you destroyed one of the sports boys' rosebushes? I don't know if I destroyed it. Um, but apparently watching me try to get back up was hilarious. Um, I'm imagining a newborn colt. Um, you but... really are the worst babies. I mean, most animals walk within a few hours of being born. I'm sorry, and you're talking about human babies? Yeah. Really... It's like having a dog that slowly learns how to talk. Yeah, that's the problem, is it slowly learns how to talk. I mean... Look at, like, any other type of mammal baby. It learns how to walk, like, pretty much immediately. Yeah. Human babies kind of suck. Except for Unibaby. Except for Unibaby. Its baby horn fell off. Maybe it's going to get its adult horn. <laughs> but yes. They Doug, never mentioned that he got turned into a dinosaur in that entire conversation. Oh, no, he goes, you go, oh, you noticed that, did you? What's um, extra funny, though, is that you're sitting on my couch and we're discussing the whiteboard before we start, and you look at your jeans and, and go, say, oh, oh, I did tear my jeans in the rose not, bush. Not in a bad way, but just a little, little like, a thorn prick where I'm like, oh, yeah, that's... Just put some clear nail polish on it. It'll be fine. Um, so, yeah, decided to go... Uh, rose bush diving. Bush, bush diving. Um, Phrasing. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Didn't think of that until I... Yeah. Sounded better in the old brain pan on that one. Um, your face hole warped your words. Did you just say my face hole warped my words? It did. Nice. Um, the other one we have on here is about judge face, which I frankly don't give a fuck about, because I always look like an idiot when I'm walking to work listening to comedians and laughing to myself like an idiot. Which doesn't... I mean, we've talked about like you know laughing on the bus, which is fine. Um... Mine was, I, and this was, I took it to like the nth degree, where uh, I was just in a really good mood on my walk up to you, and um, instead of listening to a podcast, I was listening to music, 
and I might have been air guitaring slash drumming slash I wasn't singing out loud but I was like mouthing words oh and but like if there was a microphone in front of me that's how I was reacting like I was I was I was yeah, you were doing it live doing the head gestures and oh head. yeah I mean and just at every red light I stopped it was like that like you know lean lean forward on the tapping you know foot and it's like yeah I'm getting into it and uh, yeah, I, uh, the girl behind me with the yoga mat was not impressed by my uh, rockness. And um, Doug, she's doing yoga this early on a Saturday well, morning. I, she probably is not I, impressed. I, I stopped, and this is God, and this is such, so shitty. Uh, I stopped because I wanted to write down um, some notes for the episode um, on my phone, and I, I flipped my cigarette into the middle of the street. And usually, when I do that, I will when I walk past the butt, I'll grind it out. Yeah. Well, I'd stopped and flipped the butt ahead of me, and she just kept walking, because um, she wasn't going to make any notes for this episode. Um, and she, like, stops and makes it very apparent that she's going to grind out my cigarette. And I'm like, I almost said, like, I would have done it, and then called her a cunt. Um, just, just let her feel like she's better than you. We know the truth. I know, but... It, You're both equal. You know, it, it wouldn't bother me, except that, like, it... It inflates my inferiority complex, and my inferiority complex does not offset my superiority complex. Like they don't equal out. Yeah, so I'd like you to do a drawing for me with representations of them both around a stick figure. What? Of your inferiority and superiority complex. It'd just be a Venn diagram with Doug in the middle. I'd be okay with it. They don't. Um, they don't offset each other. No, they don't. Not even a little bit. No. I just quietly whine that I'm better than people. I'm like, mm, I'm better than you. Meh. All right, let's wind this on up. So yours actually kind of goes into our social contract, asshole. Bus etiquette. Once again, so we've touched on judge fate. Just okay. When I see that seats are starting to get a bit scarce, I normally I, put my bag on my lap and sit over. Absolutely. Um, well, I'm I'm usually pressed up against the the uh, wall. the wall anyway. Um, but yeah, I'll put my bag on my lap, or I'll um, put it down by your feet. Yeah, you know, and I, be, I become hyper aware of like my stop. I don't, you know, uh, don't want to pull the the cord too early or you know too late, and and just I I don't know why it sounds shitty, but people calling the bus driver bus driver. Like, you know what I mean when they're like, "Hey, bus driver," and it's never polite. It sounds de- it sounds derogatory. It absolutely it's, it's just it's like, like saying, "Hey, saying, janitor." Like you know what like I mean? Like it's just saying, "Sir" or "Ma'am." Yeah. Even if you even if you added the prefix "Mister," I'd be like, yeah, "All right, there's some kind of maybe not respect there, but acknowledge some kind of con- yeah uh, 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 consideration." Um, and then it just the people that look like they're uh, uh, put off by having to move their bag or that they're running late and, um, you know, there are uh, a lot of people getting off on, on consecutive stops. Mm-hmm. It, like, if you're running fucking late, leave a half hour early, catch the earlier bus. Like, I don't understand. You know what I mean? Like, we recorded at 11 and I catch the 9.30 bus. Had I uh, needed to, I, I ran an errand on Thursday, had I needed to do it today... Mm-hmm. You would have gotten even earlier, bus. I would well, yeah. Based on the bus schedules around my house, like I would have left an hour earlier and just ran ahead. But I'd rather run ahead by forty minutes, half an hour, than be behind. 
You know, I kind of think that maybe that has a little bit something to do with you and I working in the service industry for so long, though, because we are both hyper aware of what time it is and what time we need to be somewhere because you don't want to inconvenience somebody else by you being late. Well, and I think that part of being in the service industry, especially when you close, and you might be back, might back me up on this, but uh, at my day job, I have a very specific, and it's a little control issue-y, I, I get that, um, but I have a very specific timetable of when things need to be oh, done. I have a crazy specific time schedule for Absolutely. closing, which I actually train all of our new hires on. I'm like, you can do it whatever you, you can do it however you want. This is how I do it, and this is why I get out very early every time. We close at 7. I've clocked out at 7.01, 7.02, and that's because there's a system in place. I do that, but the norm for me is 15 minutes after close. Yeah, I mean, depending on customers and all that jazz, uh, well, yeah. Well, no, things will mess up your routine sometimes. But, I mean, we like, you know, the kitchen closes at 6. I don't start closing the kitchen at 6. I want that kitchen fucking closed at 6. So at 6 o'clock, it's like all we have to do is fucking shut shit off. And like I said, no, I have a timetable. I start and I do this at this time and then this at this time and this at this time. I see it as channeling my OCD into something positive. Mm-hmm. Know your strengths. So it's one of those things where when we're on a bus or on a timetable, we're always going to plan to be there ahead of time, not exactly on time. No. Like, once again, if you're, you know, if, if you're five minutes early, you're on time. And the bus, it does have a lot of a human element in it, so you can't count on it to be exactly on time. I've been on a bus that broke down. I mean, you, I've it, been it, on it just... that broke down, too. That was the time that... I told you that I think all handicapped people are faking it now because the guy in the wheelchair broke the wheelchair lift... Well, he didn't say he didn't break the wheelchair lift, but the wheelchair lift got broken, and he got up, took his chair off the wheelchair lift, <laughs> I've seen people. and put it down on the ground, and walked a couple steps, and then sat down it again, and started wheeling him down the street. Fake cripples, that's a whole another social contract. Um, yeah, so, if you're going to ride a bus, take into account that, you know, there's human error, there's machine error. There's traffic. There's, there's weather. There's construction. I mean... And there's there's be, the parade of lights. Hate the parade there's of lights. The, the, what is it? The, the light rail was uh, fucked because of the uh, the Broncos game. Yeah. I mean, no, I was it, it, say, doesn't, it didn't affect me. But I heard that it was crazy from my, uh, I was going to say, from my co-worker who rides the light rail. Mm-hmm. They allowed to work. Well, they cut it, they cut off that one of those lines. Like, like they cut like the last three stops off or something. And then you have a shuttle. Well, that's going to take you longer because it's not like a straight through like the train would be. Yeah, exactly. So you have to tack on an extra, eh, maybe whatever, however many stops you're going to get to, but like, you know, five, between five and 20 minutes, which seems excessive, but... That's just how it is. I think, unfortunately, it's the same thing that we touch on almost every week with social contract, is be conscious of other people and take that into account with your behavior. See it from the other person's point of view, like, yeah, you're running late, but... I also have things to do. Why is your we're all We're all on our way somewhere. Why are more important than my things? So, Fuck your things. Social contract, asshole. Social contract, asshole. Who's that knocking at the door? Why is there a supervillain friend of the show? Mm. I'd like to ask you some questions, if that'd be all right. Simon from Frisky Dingo. Mm. This question comes from Justin from Denver, Colorado. Now, they say that you can find God at the bottom of the bottle or in church. Where do you find God? What's well, very controversial? Uh, what led you to this uh, revelation? 
Bunny. Oh, all right. Well, I hope our listeners feel very enlightened after that. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the BACN, your home for Omo's Bacon and Banjo!